0: My name is Bond. James Bond. He's looking at you, kid. The force will be with you. Always, 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 always. I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. You're going to need a bigger boat. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Where shall I go? What shall I do? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Rose, Where so we're going, we don't need.
1: What's going on everybody? Welcome to the Backlot Review, an official part of the Backlot Podcast Network. I am your host, John Kegley. It's good to be back in business. Get the ball rolling again on our podcast. Yeah! And I'm joined by my lesser yeah! host, Stephen Saria. Let's
0: pump that energy up, baby.
1: <laughs> are, that energy are, up. Wait, are you not going to acknowledge what I said?
0: Oh uh, No, what would you say? I actually didn't hear you.
1: My lesser host.
0: I usually don't listen to you. Uh, I just want to let everybody know this is take two because John fucked up really bad on the first time. Okay, hold on. And I was great, shut up. I was gracious enough <laughs> to let him uh, run it back because it was pretty sad.
1: Okay, but well, are like, we not going to wait? Are we not going to acknowledge shut up, shut up, how you up, didn't even up, record shut up, shut up, shut up, your voice? Shut up, shut up. What? This guy didn't even have his, his fucking voice being recorded for the first episode are or for the first about? attempt. What are you even talking about? Sky, bro.
0: I mean, you still fucked up.
1: The hater, the the fans still hate you, and they love me.
0: (laughs) Pretty sure, like, only one fan probably thinks that.
1: (laughs) All right, make a poll on Twitter. (laughs) All of our Twitter followers are gonna be like, "Oh my god, can you imagine, bro?
0: Bro, can you imagine? We make that like poll on Twitter. We leave it like, like a week long poll or whatever. And like for that week, we just like hate each other. That'd be funny. We start paying people to like vote for like." So like, I right, you know, I'll cash out you $20
1: if you fucking vote for Steven, like that you hate him and shit.
0: No. Yes. Pay them to vote for me. So I win.
1: No. It says, who do you hate the most?
0: <coughs> Woo. I'm allergic I... to your bullshit. This guy has COVID. What the hell? <laughs> I hope not.
1: Um. Anyways, today's episode is going to be a little different, which obviously like this entire year, our episodes have been fucking different. So instead of us really, we're going to be kind of talking about a couple different movies and shows and doing little quick reviews of things. We don't really have anything in particular that we're reviewing because we're usually, you know, last year, like we would go watch a new movie and talk about it. We don't really have that going on because of COVID, obviously. Um, But, you know, we haven't really recorded together in a while. I know Steven did uh, an episode without me, Um,
0: which is an amazing episode, by the way. No, I, it was it was a really I, good episode. Great, great episode. If I, I was supposed I to, to be in that same.
1: episode, but like legit last second something came up and I had to go, uh, go do. So, you know, I'm back and we're gonna talk about talk about a couple of things. There's a lot of movie news. Steven and I were supposed to record two days ago, I think, and we've kind of like been putting it off. And I'm kind of happy that we did because there was a huge movie bomb dropped on us yesterday it was yesterday or the day before
0: no it had to have been yesterday
1: yeah so it was yesterday i mean when you're hearing this when you guys are listening to this it was already a couple days but uh yesterday we found out that hbo max we all knew that hbo max you know we've known for a month now that hbo max was going to release wonder woman 84 on their streaming platform the day it comes out Um, in theaters which is on christmas day christmas day yeah and now they've decided to drop a huge bomb on us and they said that their entire 2021 slate of movies will be released on hbo max along uh or uh, they'll also be released uh on hbo max with the theater movies. yo you sound kind of nervous bro have you done this before it's because i'm looking at you like you have what
0: you have what like 20 episodes under your belt
1: when i look at you i get nervous you know
0: you're making me nervous.
1: <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, we're going to get all the HBO Max movies coming out the same day as they are in theaters in 2021. So, I'm talking about but it's new like, Suicide it's Squad. Weird because,
0: like It's weird because I think they're releasing on HBO Max and theaters simultaneously. But they're only going to be on, available on HBO Max for like a month. Yeah, I read that. So, that's a little
1: weird to me. But I guess they're going to let it they'll take it off let it, let it run its course in theaters maybe like wait a you know two month period and then bring it back on hbo max
0: I, I don't but that doesn't make sense like i feel like if you're going to do that you might, might well have to to HBO it on hbo max like after a, like a month after it's in theaters you get me yeah i don't know it just it just feels like kind of backwards i mean i'm not going to complain
1: i mean if they were released like yeah if like wonder woman would be coming out in theaters on christmas day if they would have waited till like january 15th and said yo that's gonna be our hbo max release i could see it doing pretty well for a few weeks you know what i mean
0: oh yeah Theaters, but i don't I know mean, well well like in like covid times because yeah tenet did not do well
1: <laughs> yeah tenet for sure would have done a lot better than it did um but yeah i mean it is a little weird but i mean you know they have analysts and you know all these we're just guys. we're just
0: two guys recording a podcast yeah what the hell did what we do we know yeah what, what do we know we know but,
1: nothing. I mean, I'm sure that HBO Max subscriptions have, like, drastically gone up since this news dropped. Um, because we're going to oh. be getting movies like Wonder Woman, Suicide Squad, Dune. Um, what else is coming out? Matrix 4. Um, Space Jam 2. Space Jam 2. Yeah, it's a ton of movies are going to be coming. Like, so much content that will be released in 2021 that will be on HBO Max. So, um, that's... It's what pretty exciting, gonna... but it's also like terrible for the movie industry.
0: Um, yeah, I think theaters are really gonna have to adapt. Totally, um, I think they're really forced uh, now to play ball with all these um, like movie studios. Um, I don't think it's the final nail in the coffin, like a bunch of people were saying. However, I do think if Disney Follow suit with their 2021 slate. I do think um, the future for the movie theater industry, how it is right now, you know, with chains like AMC, Regal, um, Cinemark, and all that stuff. If Disney follows suit with Disney Plus, then I think they're um, in real big trouble. Absolutely. I per- I personally don't think Disney follows suit unless Soul blows projections out of the water just because there's a lot of money to be lost in that with Black Widow, um, Shang-Chi, Eternals, all supposedly uh, coming out this year. But again, that all depends on, on COVID because can these production companies take another year or even half a year of, you know, all these losses, you know, of not, you know, not putting, not putting this content out. I could see Disney putting out Black Widow and Eternals on Disney Plus uh, for like a price, sort of like how they did Mulan. I don't think it'll be thirty fucking dollars like Mulan was.
1: I think Mulan was like a test, you know what I mean? Like, let's. It see was a test, but the thing does.
0: is, the thing is with Mulan, it's kind of hard to gauge because Mulan already at that point already had like there was like kind of like a bad word of mouth going around it. Yeah, there was, like, there was like a lot of like ne- uh, negativity already like projected onto that movie. I personally think if Black Widow were to come out on Disney Plus with a thirty dollars price point, I think it would perform much better than Mulan did. I know we ha- we had a poll like a while ago um, where I basically asked uh, our followers and and basically everyone who saw the poll the most they would pay to watch like an MCU movie on a streaming platform like Disney Plus, and I think if I can remember correctly. The most like the highest rated answer I think was like thirty dollars, so I could see Disney sort of going towards that um, towards that route, unless like Soul, you know, like I said, like completely outperforms and like what projections. Is Soul supposed to release? Soul comes out the same day as Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. Fuck. Which personally, I personally am more excited for Soul. Um. I have my gripes with Wonder Woman. I'm still excited for Wonder Woman 84. I'm still going to watch it Christmas Day or maybe the day after. Uh, but I think Soul is going to be the movie <laughs> coming out on Christmas Day. Personally, that's just me.
1: Yeah, I, I think so, too. I think it'll probably be a better film. Um, I, I, I'm very excited about that movie. Um, like, now, I think both are going to be good. But I don't Yeah, know. I, I'm sure the Patty Jenkins, I think, can, like she made a good movie with Wonder Woman, the first one. Um So I think the second one has a lot of promise. Um, Now, what I wanted to get from you is I I, I 100% understood what you're talking about when you and I discussed this earlier this week, but I want you to elaborate on it a little bit for the podcast Um, because you were saying something along the lines of you think that you could see a potential, like you could see a future where Regal and AMC and all these chains that we know of kind of closed down. and you know, chains like Disney theaters opens up or Warner Brothers theaters open up. You get what I'm saying? I kind of want you to elaborate on that because that's actually a pretty good, you know, topic of conversation.
0: Yeah, so I could realistically see a world in which, you know, hopefully it doesn't happen, but... It would be insane. Yeah, a worst-case scenario where chains, like you said, like AMC, Regal, Cinemark, are kind of forced to uh, close down. And those theaters are bought out by big uh, movie production companies. So we end up with things like Disney theaters, um, Warner Brothers theaters, Amazon theaters, um, where they sort of have like a business model where it's like, it's like, hey, watch these movies in Disney theaters exclusively for a month. And then you could watch it in other smaller owned theaters like Alamo Drafthouse and things like Cine Bistro. Um, and then after that, like a month after that, you could watch it on our streaming service. You could watch it on Disney Plus. You could watch it on Amazon Prime Video, or you could watch it on, on HBO Max, and so on and so forth. Um, and that kind of sucks. It sucks a hundred percent. That
1: we're we're so used to going to the movies, like especially when we were younger. I mean, we still did it, you know, like last year, especially where we would go watch a movie and then immediately go and watch another movie. Like, yes, you can do that if there was, like, a Disney theater, but, like, your selection of films drastically decrease. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can go and watch, you know, Batman versus Superman and then go switch over to watch Captain America Civil War, but now if Disney opens up and they release, you know... The Eternals. What the hell is going to be the double header that I want to go and watch? Like after that, you know what I mean? Like or I'm not re- even
0: that. Like like let's say you live somewhere where like the closest and only theater That's
1: like true, by too? you
0: is like a Disney theater. And then what are you going to yeah, do?
1: Yeah, if you want to go watch a, a DC movie.
0: Yeah, and then what's what's going to happen when smaller production companies like Blumhouse and and A twenty four need to release their films? Like you know, it's
1: it becomes a very like. I could see like Disney or HBO or you know or you know AT and T whatever like them trying to like negotiate some type of distribution thing with their theaters, but at that point it just becomes kind of scummy, you know what I mean? Like yeah, you, it's definitely. just all about the money, which I know that is what it's all about at the end of the day, but it'll be very much all about the money. At, like if that were to happen, and then I feel like it's cream kind of like- baby cream, <clears throat> what happened?
0: Cream cream
1: oh yeah. yeah yeah yeah. Me. yeah 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 um i don't know man I just like I, I really hope like i definitely see it but i'm like crossing my fingers that like i don't think it's, in- the theater industry is gonna be fine
0: like i don't think it's likely but i can realistically see a world in which that happens i hope it doesn't like i really hope you know i hope you know chains like amc uh chains like regal and all those you know can survive this and and you know, continue to provide you know the theater-going experience that we've provided, or that you know that we've had for well over a, a hundred years now. Um, I was talking to to a family member of mine actually about this, uh, and they sort of said how they could s- see, like if like let's say that trend continues and and something like this does happen, they could sort of see like a movie-going experience sort of having like this place in the culture. Where it's similar to going to a play. Like, how we look at going to plays now. Yeah. Like, that's how we would look at, like, going to a movie theater, like, in the future. In a world where, like, I have to watch, like, Endgame Part 2 on my fucking TV. I don't even know No one wants that, you know?
1: Yeah, like, there's certain movies that I'm okay with, like, not watching in theaters. Um... Like, a good example that comes to my mind is how we reviewed Palm Springs. That was a good, a very good movie to watch at home, you know, in bed or on your couch. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, relax and just enjoy the film. But there's other movies that are huge, you know, John Wick, Avengers, um, you know, there's just a ton of tons,
0: like tons Star Wars, of movies. I thought, like, Star are, Wars, like, yeah. are almost like spectacle, you know? But like, I, even The
1: Mandalorian, I wish I could watch in a the theater. You know what I mean? Like...
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, however, I will say that the one plus that I think has come from you know the the rise of of streaming and, and stuff like that, um, and movies going directly to streaming, is the rise of that mid-budget movie that sort of disappeared the past couple years. Uh, movies like Palm Springs, movies like Mank, um, movies like uh, Beasts of No Nation from a couple years ago, uh, for example. Those kind of movies that don't really get released today because studios don't really see them being a cash cow or making, you know, almost a billion dollars at the box office, but places like Netflix funds these movies because, you know, either they're prestigious so they don't have to worry so much about you know the box office returns because they have the monthly subscribers. So, in that regard, I think I think that's really like one big positive from having all these you know, films going directly to streaming. But, you know, I think losing that movie-going experience, I think, is brutal. I think for films that are supposed to be viewed as spectacle, like something that is comparable to a play where you have to go, like like Hamilton, for example.
1: Yes, yes, that's a great example.
0: Like watching Hamilton on Disney+, Plus. I have not seen Hamilton in person. But I'm sure as hell that Hamilton live on Broadway is a much better experience than watching it live from my living room you know yeah. like and at the end of the day i think that's sort of uh, what the movie going experience is trending towards if you know like the current trajectory like continues to happen for a prolonged period of time yeah i mean
1: like you know our country and this entire world just like we if we can like lock down this covid situation and really get back on track then the movie theater industry will be fine um but yeah like you said earlier like it's just you know if if this if we continue down this road for six seven eight more months bro a lot like it's hard
0: yeah it's hard to you know like be confident like in that yeah you know this the Model that they have in place right now. I like, mean, AMC well, HBO is pretty much on its last legs.
1: Yeah, HBO Max releasing their entire 2021 slate, like not even like the first half of movies. Like literally, the entire year goes to show you that like they're prepared for the worst. You know, what they I mean? are like, not
0: confident in in yeah, viewers just, going back to theaters in 2021, and I don't blame them. I don't think. Yeah, I don't blame them either. I don't think personally i think the majority of movies that were pushed back to 2021 are pushed back to 2022 um i don't think we see movies like no time to die in theaters this year um unless it's really late in the year i would say like maybe f- like around fall i could I see was... them
1: releasing no time to die at christmas time next year man
0: yeah yeah i think like around uh, around like that Late August, like October, I could see, I could see them probably like sort of putting uh, movies back in theaters, like reluctantly. But I don't think they're gonna see, you know, the sort of financial return. Uh, not even close to the financial return they would have seen otherwise. I, yeah. st- I still think it's gonna take a little while for the general public to sort of be okay with going to places like movie theaters and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Um. One thing I kind of want to touch on too is um. I'm sure that movie theaters, for the time being, are going to continue to do their social distancing seating, which Steven and I both experienced when we went and saw Tenet. Um, And if you don't know, they most, if not all movie theaters, I've heard actually that Regal isn't really strict about it, which kind of pisses me off.
0: AMC was was actually really good about it. Yeah, AMC
1: was really good. And I'll explain really quickly. Um, Stephen went with his girlfriend. They sat maybe like four seats down from where I was. And the next group of people that I had next to me were like five seats down to my left, which was Steven's brothers. And I didn't have anyone directly in front of me. They were probably like in the front, you know, set six, seven, eight seats to the right. You know what I mean? Like the way they, they, they spread out and we went to saw 10, I think on opening night. So the way they yeah. had spread everybody out was you know really well done and that's probably going to be the future of movie theaters for the next couple of months at least um but obviously what sucks about that is that you're not being able to, you're not able to fill the house so sales are going to be drastically lower than what they should be and but that's just the world that we live in now man it, it sucks like but you know amc did a good job though Like, i will give him props for that like i remember yeah. i was eating popcorn so i took my mask off for a little bit while I was eating, which, if you know me, like, I wear my mask everywhere non-stop. But, obviously, I was, like, starving. I was thirsty. So, I was kind of just snacking on some popcorn, drinking water. And, like, I left my mask off without eating anything for, like, maybe two minutes. And one of the th- workers, I guess, noticed me. Came up and was like, yo, man, like, you know, make sure you uh, put your mask on when you're not eating. And I was like, oh, yeah, got you, got you.
0: I so, remember that. When, I was like, as, you, as he was walking towards you, you were, like, shaking and shit. So you like, sweating.
1: <laughs> yeah, bro. So... I'm happy to know that they did that, uh, just to make sure keep Definitely. everybody safe, not you know spread this virus around. But it sucks, man. Like, but this is the world that we live in, so I'm hoping, really, really hoping that the movie theater industry can uh, survive.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, we'll see. Fingers crossed. Um, I think that I think that's enough. Like doom and gloom. To sort yeah, of let's, start let's go off. on some
1: more uh, positive notes.
0: I mean, dude, there's been. I, I mean, personally, I've seen a lot um if you guys are watching this on youtube or on live on my twitch stream right now um i have my letterbox open right now on my on my diary um with some of the films i watched this month i revisited uh a lot of films that i had seen before um you know movies like iron man 2 uh thor ragnarok end game just movies that i like sort of like hadn't seen in a long time or like sort of like didn't really remember I know, like, I-, I watched Iron Man 2 because I saw a clip of of uh, of Justin Hammer, I think, on Twitter. I love Justin like, Hammer. Like, f- from that scene, yeah, I love Justin Hammer. Um, and I was kind of like, you know what? I'm just, just going to watch Iron Man 2. Um, I watched pretty much all of the Pirates movies. I still love the first three. Uh, the two after that are kind of booty
1: the, I mean, I, I think the first one's by far the best one. The, next, oh, the second and yeah, third not even one, close. I think i like super whatever.
0: Yeah, not even... I I still think the first Pirates movie is one of the best... Fantastic. I think it's Extremely one of the best adventure well movies of all time. Probably. I think
1: it's up there with... like. It's probably... You could make an argument that it has one of the best soundtracks in a movie history.
0: One of the best soundtracks, one of the most iconic characters. Who did it? Hans Zimmer? No, Hans Zimmer took over on the second. It was... I don't remember. But Hans Zimmer used like the same motifs and, and stuff like him and stuff like that, um, from the first movie in the second and third movies which he did the soundtrack for. Gotcha. Um so I've watched a lot of stuff, but I personally think uh the most interesting things that I've watched and I know that John has watched have been uh the last two episodes of The Mandalorian.
1: Yes, which if you don't already know by this point, Steven and I are both Huge Star Wars, like junkies, you know what I mean? Like, we live and breathe this shit.
0: That is correct. We are, we're both pretty big uh, Star Wars fans, to say the least. Um, I'm just gonna go ahead and say this right now if you are not caught up on the last two episodes of The Mandalorian, go ahead and skip forward. I'm gonna timestamp this video, I try to timestamp all of them, or this video, podcast, however it is that you're watching this. We're listening to this go ahead and timestamp uh to the next um segment. section the next segment because it's pretty hard to talk about these two episodes without talking about spoilers
1: yeah we like we have to like go balls deep into this. like there's, yeah there's no there's no like dancing around it
0: yeah so right this is your last chance if you do not want the last two episodes of the mandalorian spoiled for you skip ahead right now Or forever hold your peace. I don't want to hear. I don't want to get tweets. I don't want to hear you in person. Saying bro you ruined the Mandalorian for me. (laughs) Because I'm letting you know right now. Skip forward.
1: Just just, just take your headphones off.
0: No don't take your headphones off. Because then they're not going to know when we finish talking about the Mandalorian. That's true. (laughs) Let's go ahead and skip forward. Because we're going to start talking about the Mandalorian right now. So. We'll talk about last week's episode. Well before we do that.
1: I just want to say that the second season of the mandalorian is already blowing the first one out of the water and i thought the first one was amazing and but the second season is just like there's something magical about it and i think what i'm the magic that i feel like i'm getting you know captured by is like it's just it feels like star wars bro like the the sequel trilogy does not feel like Star Wars like and I'm sure you can agree with that
0: yeah I think we've talked about this before
1: on on the podcast but like especially the second season dude like every episode I'm like bro this is fucking Star Wars you know I mean, what I mean like
0: you can really just... tell how much like care and and like thought they really put into the season uh, yeah John Favreau Felony everyone involved um, with all like with all these little callbacks even things like like, towards, like, the old EU that, like, people haven't really, like, you know, really, like, cared about or really thought about recently. Um, There was one thing um, in this last episode in particular, actually, um, that sort of clears up a question, like, a really big question that really diehard Star Wars fans had sort of kind of wanted answered for years and years now. But... And like it, they, they did so in a way that it works if you're a casual viewer that you're kind of like okay like it's a little neat piece of information but if you're like a diehard fan it's kind of one of those moments where it's like yes oh my god which I, we're gonna mention what i'll mention uh, when we start talking about that episode um but i agree i think the second season so far is better than the first season i think the first season sort of has a few episodes in the middle where i think it kind of dips um Only because it's pretty obvious filler. Filler and just, like, I feel like setting up
1: character development, you know, between uh, Grogu, which is Baby Yoda, if you obviously don't already know, um, and the Mandalorian. I feel like those filler episodes, like, like, Mm -hmm. while they can be a little lackluster with the actual plot, it kind of helps raise the development of these characters, helps you care about them a little bit more.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I say that let's just start talking about the episode because uh, I, I I definitely want to talk about something. Let's well, talk about
1: last week's, because I fucking shit myself. Yeah,
0: so I I can imagine. So first things first, let's let's uh, talk about the elephant in the room. Ahsoka Tano made her live action af- live action appearance after, which,
1: which give me one second. I want to say we called out in February. Like a while ago We posted it on our It was never confirmed But like from sources that we kept reading And and people that we trust And they jo- know, blah 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 No
0: I know John Favreau text us
1: Yeah I mean we're supposed to have on tonight's episode To discuss the Mandalorian Him and, but... and Rosario
0: Dawson But I think they had to do like Fallon or some shit
1: Yeah so it's all good you know like, we, we like Fallon so
0: Yeah I We mean, don't love him but we like him Yeah, I mean whatever. I I guess I I know. I'm more of a Conan guy. I know they have yeah, actually. Conan yeah, Conan definitely
1: Um No but but if you actually go back on our Instagram and our Twitter, but especially our Instagram, we posted about it like the second we like were certain that this casting was made, we posted, you know, Ahsoka Tano or Star Wars has casted Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka. And I'm fucking happy that it came true. Cause I was like, I was like, as of the season was progressing, I'm like, damn, bro. Like, what if we fucked up? What it was we went, never, right?
0: it was, it was never confirmed. It was only ever rumored.
1: But wait, yeah. Like from the, like, like what I'm trying to say that the sources that we had, like I was fairly certain that this was going to happen.
0: Yeah. 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 Definitely. Like, so, and then, and then like they've kept a really, like they've kept their lips shut. Yeah, on the Mandalorian so far, including season one, because I remember during season one, Baby Yoda never leaked. Never, which I know, which I know for a fact they must have tried like incredibly hard to sort of. Well, like I was watching something.
1: Yeah, I was watching something. I think with Jon Favreau, it was either Jon Favreau or Bob Iger, which is the CEO of Disney. And what happened was. All the people at Disney, obviously, they knew Baby Yoda was about to be a thing because you know if you work there, like if you have a top position there, like you're gonna know, like you have to yeah. know. And John Favreau, the marketing team at Disney wanted to start releasing T-shirts, toys, you know, plushies, anything, anything that you could think of that had Baby Yoda, Grogu, displayed on. Uh, there's these marketing things that they want to release, and John Favreau had to call up bob Iger and like like i think beg him like bro yeah. please do not let them do this like this is a super top secret that we want to like shock the world with
0: and they did man they caught, and bob bro baby baby bob eiger Iger said like fire
1: yeah man like bob
0: Iger, by the way i refuse like, to we, call him i refuse to call him grogu he's fucking baby yoda okay that's fine so
1: bob Iger said you know we were like i realized right then and there like we're gonna for sure lose like millions and millions of which not, like, they poten- of potential money that they could have made from baby yoda's marketing but he was like i respect the story i respect what he's trying to do i'm gonna we're gonna have to wait until the next window of opportunity which was you know sometime like march april which is like months after the fucking season uh finished yep to start releasing you know baby yoda products
0: yeah, I remember cuz I remember last year they didn't really start sending out baby Yoda things until late November, which is already well after the season had even started. So there was like And that huge, was like still like, you know, it was still
1: hard to find. Like you could find like
0: a t-shirt here and there. Yeah, like, and they were pu- they were trying to push it out to make those like Christmas day sales. Um ultimately, I'm glad that they kept it like really under wraps. I don't know if you remember, but before season 1 of The Mandalorian came out, the only prevailing rumor. No, the big the two rumors that had leaked, which were the only two things to my knowledge that had leaked were that there was a baby or a child involved and that Yoda species uh was gonna be explored in some capacity. No one I guess really Put two and two together. Like put two and two together. No one ever could have imagined that, you know, it would be baby Yoda or that Baby Yoda would be such an important character in the show and such a, I would dare say, cultural icon right now.
1: Yeah, 100%.
0: Um, but at like way before season, well, not way before, but before season one, really, those are the only two things we had to go off of. It's Balake in our chat says, yes, that's correct on the leaks. Steven is so smart. Thank you, It's <laughs> If you guys don't know, that's my most loyal Twitch viewer right there. He's in every single one of my streams. Um, but we never really expected it. I never would have expected it to catch on like this. Um, but he, my God, the power of baby Yoda is insane. I don't think I've seen something like this in like a while. Dude, there's people that don't even... Watch star
1: wars movies and you know they didn't watch the cartoons nothing but like they're watching mandalorian just because of baby yoda which is like amazing like that's so like you know you're doing something right when you're bringing like a whole new crowd of people into this giant franchise you know what i mean
0: i mean it's really just a testament like to the power of of you know this this fad like this cultural icon i mean i never would have imagined ever in a million fucking years that you know baby yoda or that or not baby yoda but a show like the mandalorian i always thought that the mandalorian was going to be one of those like like a clone wars like show where like really the only people who are going to watch it are more diehard star wars fans because not even casual star wars fans watch really watch clone wars and rebels but like there's like super casual TV watchers who watch Mandalorian literally every week
1: yep it's crazy man it's actually mind-blowing um but it's good content and you know I kind of want to talk about last week's episode like so Stephen and I were like like I said earlier we're diehards we watched Clone Wars we watched rebels you know we've played the games we've watched all the movies we've hated the sequel trilogy and seeing ahsoka first of all they didn't even like like i mean they set it up like with the previous episodes but like they didn't even like give us time to like prepare with this episode
0: i thought it was but, gonna be like episode of whatever filler and then ahsoka at the end but they just they literally just jumped dude, straight yeah into it it's a like, Here's good ahsoka. example
1: a good example is the force awakens when you saw luke right at the end of the movie that's what i thought they were gonna do with ahsoka and then the next episode after would be where they dive into her story. But no. Like the second that fucking episode starts, you see her going on a fucking rampage with her white lightsabers. Um and then finally the face reveal. And it's Rosario Dawson, which no surprise, it fucking blew my mind. And what I love She looked incredible. About,
0: she looked incredible. She looked yeah. like And Charlotte what I wanna
1: Tano. what I wanna bring up is for people that don't know Rosario Dawson has kind of been attached to the role of Ahsoka for a long time. Fans have been nonstop going crazy on Twitter. Like, Reddit.
0: unofficially attached. Like, yeah, whenever like, there's a fan casting of Ahsoka, it's like 90% Rosario Dawson.
1: Yeah, it's almost... And it's not her. It's uh, the voice actress, actress, and I forget her name. Um, Ashley... Eckstein or something um and by the way awesome she does a fantastic job of voicing Ahsoka yeah but um but yeah I mean if you don't know like Rosario Dawson looks just like how young Ahsoka looks in Clone Wars and how I don't not teenage but like 20 something year old Ahsoka looks in uh, Rebels looks just like Rosario Dawson so seeing Rosario Dawson with the full-on makeup with the horns and you know the lightsabers in her hands like they're not
0: horns I forget what they're called but I know. What you, you know mean. what I mean, though. You know what I mean. Uh, but like,
1: bro, perfect. It yeah. was literally like they could not have done any better job than they did. Like, it was literally spot on.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, obviously Ahsoka Tano is the main talking point of the show. Um, I do think I don't know if like Grogu's or Baby Yoda's like name drop, um. Maybe if it was in an episode other than what, with Ahsoka, what, I think it would have been a much bigger talking point because yes. obviously Ahsoka is always going to overshadow that. But I don't know how you could bring that up naturally without having like a Jedi character or in this case Ahsoka. Um, so I, I mean, it sort of makes sense. Um, however, I do think that that's sort of like one thing that like it's like kind of funny to me because like, yeah, obviously we know you know that baby yoda had a name and now that we know its name grogu no one's gonna call it grogu (laughs) like to me and to i'm sure millions of people that will always be baby yoda you know what i'm saying like in the show they'll they'll call him it's the og name yeah it could be it could be 10 seasons and they can rename the show to grogu's adventures and i'll still be like yeah it's a baby yoda show it's it's yeah it's 100 percent always gonna be the the baby
1: yoda show like featuring a mandalorian
0: (laughs) yeah Uh, uh, what do you think about the name by the way grogu
1: i like it i i don't love it but i like it enough where like i can identify him as grogu and not have an issue with it you know yeah
0: it's not at first it was like like it sounded kind of harsh yeah
1: i was like grogu like, it didn't come off the like your tongue the right way but like once you kind of like said it a couple times you're like mm, grogu yeah like, that's not awful
0: yeah so then i was like you know i, I could kind of get behind this um i think uh the episode is in contention for best episode of the series. I think everything was handled incredibly well. The episode looked beautiful directed by uh, Dave Filoni, who is Ahsoka is his baby. Uh, we've yeah, talked about he, Dave Filoni enough like on the show. Um, yeah. Literally George Lucas is like prodigy. Yeah, like, like
1: the next George Lucas, I guess you could say like, when it I would say I,
0: I would argue that he probably gets to, like Star Wars more than George Lucas does. <laughs> yes. I agree with that. Um, but I'm not going to get into that. Um, I think the episode looked great. Um, and action... Dude, this is and like Dave Filoni came from
1: animated. He did Avatar: The Last Airbender. He did. Um, did he? St- yeah, that's where he came. Like that's where I think George Lucas like found him because he directed episodes of uh, of uh, Last Airbender.
0: No way! I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, man, and he so he did that, and then uh, Lucas brought him on to do Clone Wars and um, and Rebels. And bro, like those shows. I mean, once Dave Filoni took the helm of Clone Wars, that shit took off. Did and he then, home Rebels? Yes. And yes, you uh, right. Right. I think you're right. Clone Wars. I don't think he had full control until like the third or fourth season. And that's when, um, and that's when I think it really got. Yeah, I mean, really everybody, him. everybody could tell you like Clone Wars, like fantastic watch, but the first two ish seasons are kind of rough because it's like. They're trying to find their footing a little bit, you know. It's a little inconsistent here. It's and there. still
0: very much a children's show. I think it really matures during that third yeah, and fourth season, and
1: especially during the last season. Oh yeah.
0: Um, okay.
1: But yeah, I mean, Dave Filoni, like this guy, is comes from animation. No, knows nothing about the film industry. Knows nothing about, you know, cameras and and cinematography. Nothing. Literally, just knows how to animate characters. I mean, I wouldn't go
0: that far. I wouldn't go that far.
1: No, he said it on the that one Mandalorian uh, behind the scenes. Did he really? Thing. Yeah, he's like he's like I don't I didn't really like he like had to learn under John Favreau, which you know what a fantastic mentor, yeah, you know great, what I mean? Great teacher. I mean, this guy has made some fantastic films, and um, you know he learned all this stuff. And obviously, I'm sh- I'm sure John Favreau had a hand in the uh directing of Dave Filoni's episodes, but bro, Dave Filoni's all the episodes that he's directed on this show in the first and second season have been like beautiful and just yeah. perfect bro like he just he's done a fucking hell of a job and this guy like i said just like a couple of years ago was just doing cartoons
0: yeah um i think everything about this episode pretty much was great i think uh it's it, it really explores um a side of the mandalorian we haven't really explored yet which is grogu's powers and how he could tap into that and a little bit about his what grogu himself is feeling obviously he can't really articulate them uh so ahsoka did a pretty good job of you know hey like you know he's young he's had to hide his powers uh because he's so scared and and fearful of you know what people are going to do to him i don't want to train him because i've literally seen this destroy a person before which she's obviously referring to anakin um and then we have that scene where he sort of like receives the rock and drops it which I perceived as him being scared of not wanting to use his powers. Which Maybe. is why he dropped the rock when Ahsoka gave it to him. But once he saw Mando, you know, take out the little ball from the little from the ship, you know, Grogu felt more comfortable with it. At least that's how I interpreted the scene.
1: Yeah, I, I, I thought the same thing.
0: Um no you didn't, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um I think the fight scenes with with Ahsoka were were all incredibly done, especially the, the fight at the end with uh, the magistrate. I was not expecting that name drop at the end. Oh my god, I shit myself. I was not expecting that. Um. So I guess Thrawn is still a major player in the Star Wars universe. Uh, I however many years after uh, Return of the Jedi this is like what is this like six years after seven years? I think it's five years. Uh, something like that. Um. But, I mean, Thrawn, Thrawn has
1: been out of the picture since uh,
0: before Star Wars. Since Re- no, he was in Rebels. Yeah, like, or I mean, like since before uh, Episode Four. He has not been out of the picture.
1: Rebels takes place before Episode Four. He
0: was on the Battle of Endor. Thrawn. Yeah, or immediately no, after that. No, he wasn't. I'm not, I'm pretty sure the book explores that. Is that book
1: canon? Yes, because I know that there's like old. I'm not saying you're wrong, but I know that like it sounds like you're saying
0: I'm wrong, bro. I'm not wrong.
1: (laughs) I'm just saying that you might be wrong. (laughs) So, but I know that the the, like epilogue of Rebels, or you know, the the last minute of that fucking show, shows Sabine and Ahsoka looking at like a painting or something of their entire crew back when you know Ezra and canaan and everybody and it makes you like like because they pretty much state how they're gonna go looking for ezra and if you don't know kind of a spoiler alert for rebels but whatever you know what i mean like thrawn is out there with him that's all we know thrawn mm-hmm. is out there now if it is he attached to the battle of endor i have no idea for those of you but... who for
0: those of you who don't know who ezra is um ezra uh is another jedi who is the central character of rebels a young he's Jedi. Tra- he's trained throughout Rebels. Yeah. So, Thrawn is we just the villain know that they're on out
1: there. So, how I've always looked at it was, if they're going to go searching for Ezra, they're going to go looking for Thrawn, too. Because wherever Ezra is, Thrawn is probably there with them, you know? Are you sure that's before A New Hope? Well, that that last minute of that episode takes place right after the Battle of Endor.
0: Yeah, dude, that's what I'm saying.
1: But Thrawn was on not attached to the Battle of Endor. Like, what I'm trying to say is that when Ezra got lost, he took Thrawn with him. Oh, you know what no, you're right,
0: you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. I'm thinking of something else. I'm thinking of something else.
1: Okay. You're so... Right. I know I am. So... <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, so we know that Ezra and Thrawn are out there. And, I mean, a lot of people, like, I, I'm sure you did. At one point, I did. Thought they might have been dead. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they fucking hyper-traveled, you know, whatever. And hearing that name drop and hearing that Thrawn is still a big player in this I mean, bro,
0: if Palpatine and Darth Maul can come back, anyone can fucking come back. That's fucking true. I was reading rumors. that If Boba sh- Fett could come back. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, the Boba Fett has always been, like, a it's thing. It's more realistic. Though. And the Boba Fett, has, even the old EU Boba Fett yeah, surviving always kept has him alive. always been a thing. Yeah, he was never actually dead. Um, Well, I'll talk, I'll talk about that. I'll talk about this later, but when we get into the discussion of the next episode, because it has to do more with that. Yeah. Um, um, But yeah, I mean, like, we just knew that. It's just crazy that Thrawn is such a
1: big player still, man, and like, he's like such a great villain.
0: Yeah, I love it. I'm, I'm interested to see uh, who they cast as him. I think uh, either Lars Mikkelsen uh, would be a good Thrawn or Benedict Cumberbatch. I think those yes, are my two.
1: That's my, that's my two right there. Another person that someone said online that I would not be opposed to is, um, shit, Jason Isaacs. Oh, that's a good one. That's a really good one. If, if, for those of you guys listening, um, that's Lucius uh, Malfoy. Yep. Lucius Malfoy, which dude, Lucius, like he played such a great Lucius Malfoy. Like that guy was so like evil and sinister. Yeah. Like you hated him. You know what I mean? Like, so I can see him doing a really good Thrawn.
0: I mean, I don't. I wouldn't say Thrawn is hateable, though. No, he's not. He has like some sort of like like he has honor. He has like a sort of code yeah, and discipline. Exactly. Like he's but not Jason like Isaac evil Can one hundred percent do that? Yeah, yeah. He's not an evil villain. Like he's definitely an, an antagonist. He's definitely a villain. But I think it kind of blurs the line sometimes. Um, I'm excited to see where that goes because that really explores or opens up the possibility of of so much for Soka's character. Um, I was reading rumors on Twitter that some of the showrunners and some of the higher-ups wanted to make Mandalorian into a Game of Thrones-like Star Wars show in the sense that it branches off and follows several different characters and their stories. So like how sort of Game of Thrones yeah. uh, you know, follow, had Jon Snow's storyline running with Tyrions, running with Daenerys, running with F- Sansa and whoever the fuck else. Yeah. Where the they sort of want the Mandalorian to have like, you know, maybe Mando is off doing something while Grogu is being That's trained.
1: Long ass episodes. Yeah.
0: And then Ahsoka is, you know, looking for Thrawn or is Ahsoka going to get her own show? But we haven't heard anything about Ahsoka getting her own show. And I feel like we would have already heard something about that. Yeah. I, I think that she definitely might get something. Um, now, will it be
1: animated? Will it be live action? We'll find out. I hope it's live I'm- action i'm gonna assume it's live action because they're not gonna waste the casting of rosario dawson for nothing
0: yeah and like we still don't know if we uh, there's two more episodes left in the season right or three two more so there's two more episodes left in the season we don't know if we're gonna see ahsoka again we don't know if yeah. you know this is her one appearance um
1: i know blake thinks that
0: that was the only time we'll ever see rosario dawson playing her and i was like no way no way I don't think so. I think she shows up again, um, maybe sometime this season. If not, next definitely, season. yeah, definitely next show. season.
1: We're gonna see. We're gonna see Rosario as Ahsoka one hundred percent.
0: I I agree. Um, all in all, I, th- I think it was a
1: great episode. Um, it's probably the second best episode of the show, and I'm only saying that because the the best episode of the show is the one we're about to go into. Uh
0: yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Uh, so this episode, which I actually literally like just watched. Uh before we started recording this. Um pretty fucking crazy. Dude, just fucking mind-blowing.
1: And you know what I really loved about this episode was the interaction between Grogu and Mando at the start of the episode. Yes. You know, like we've never seen that side of Mando. He's always so stoic and super serious and we're seeing him like laughing and giggling and just like caring for for baby Yoda. We're really starting
0: to see him his soft Play side. into this like father like role that that yeah. like pretty much tells him like Yeah, Ahsoka like, pretty dude, much this like, kid, like it to is him. attached to you like yeah, which is which is a classic trope in like this sort of story like lone wolf and the cub sort of a like storyline um mm-hmm. That you see a lot in like westerns and, and samurai movies. Uh, so that doesn't surprise me at all. Um, to me personally... I'm not going to bullshit you and tell you... You know, I love seeing you know the cinematic parallels between this. No, to me, I got to see Boba Fett kicking ass finally after like 40 fucking years. <laughs> I got to see Boba Fett in full armor i always loved like back in the day when someone
1: would say like boba fett was their favorite character
0: and i'm like literally dude you know you could fit all of boba fett's dialogue in the original trilogy in a single tweet
1: i didn't even know he talked in those movies he has like he has
0: like five lines really yeah i know he tells i think he tells vader he, I know that I know like the big reason obviously people like him is because of his armor and he sort and because he back talks yeah Vader. he looks like a badass yeah and and he back talks Vader in Episode five I think he tells him like like he you know he's no use to me alive oh he's no use to me dead yeah um yeah. when they're gonna uh freeze Han Solo but he dude you can literally fit all his lines of dialogue in a single tweet and he's that is arguably one of the top five most popular Star Wars characters of all time. Probably up there with Luke Han, Obi Wan Anakin and Ahsoka.
1: It's but it's crazy because like back like I said back in the day when someone would say yeah yeah Boba Fett's my favorite character I'm like why like he, literally he looks cool but what the fuck does he we never saw him like do any action like the only action we really saw I think was in the beginning of Episode six he misses but, like, he misses
0: a few shots <laughs> says shoots like, like an arrow th- thing I think right says like, like uh, three lines and then falls into the starlak pit and <laughs> then. We don't see him for like literally in live action at least for like 40 years. Um, We see him in, what was it, episode one or episode two? Episode one. We see him in episode one. He's armorless. Um, He's armorless in this episode. Kicks some ass. He gets his armor back. Kicks even more ass. And it was like, it's like pure bliss and joy for like someone like Boba Fett fans in particular who have waited so long to see this character like actually do something and to see him like i would say the wait was well worth it <laughs> like to oh s- yeah like to see him do what he did like like breaking stormtroopers helmets with his dude like, with like his stabbing staff. their armor with his staff like you know like there was like that
1: one Shot of like the stormtrooper was like laying down on the floor, and like, his shit arm is like, was like broken. Yeah, and, and his shit, shit is,
0: like caved in or whatever. Like,
1: yeah, yeah. Was, like... I was like, dude, he is fucking them up, and that was like not even the best part of 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 these action sequences.
0: It was, it was like a culmination of so much that it just all sort of like exploded. I mean, we saw Death Troopers, fucking. Two uh, Oh, what I was gonna mention earlier. Um, something that I know a lot of diehard fans like really. Uh, like sort of really. Uh, were excited about was that they finally confirmed that Django was a Mandalorian. Yeah. Cause that was always like a topic of debate. Because I know some characters kind of hinted that he really wasn't. Or so, some shit like that. Like. There was always it was always a question mark. Uh, this episode cemented that. Um, Boba Fett had that had had the same line his father said.
1: I love that. I love that callback. That. I, I, call, I, I I liked called,
0: it. I, I saw it right. Like when he said it, I was like, wow, like amazing. Like I I, I really shit. liked it. Um, I think it would have been much better if he didn't say like my father before me at the end. Because then it's really yeah. like okay, yeah. Like I know you're saying what your dad did. Uh, yeah, still, yeah, yeah. still a great line. Uh, regardless, though. Um, it was, it was just jaw dropping. Like it was, dude, it was, it was non, it was, I felt like it was nonstop.
1: No, like you couldn't even breathe like this. And the second, like (sighs) that you see him fighting and then he looks over at, at, uh, at Mando's ship. You already know what's coming, you know what I mean? I was like, oh, here we go, bro. He oh. knows that fucking armor's in that bitch.
0: We see Slave 1 again, which was amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Dude, the second I saw it, I was like, holy fuck, bro. Yes. Here we fucking go. <laughs> I <was> so
0: hype. <laughs> oh, we see that. I mean, Grogu force chokes like a
1: stormtrooper. <laughs> yeah, which I kind of want to talk about really quick. Like, So do you feel like that was maybe Grogu kind of like channeling the dark side a little bit? for I don't a couple think, seconds
0: i don't think it's him channeling the dark side i think he was just scared and in that situation like in that f- in that moment of fear i guess he sort of channels the dark side he's uh, acting more on emotion than anything else yeah i mean we see luke force choke somebody in what episode six when he's walking at the very beginning when he's walking into java's palace he, yes you're right he yes you're right. when he has the cloak on right he has the cloak that's what and people are yeah. like oh my god it's roth vader and it's fucking luke
1: yeah you're right you're right um so I guess, okay so i guess it's not really a dark side like move set you know i mean it mean, definitely
0: but. it definitely leans more towards the dark side uh i mean you're literally it's like you're literally choking the life out of someone <laughs> um uh but it's definitely grogu i feel acting more on on emotion than than anything like you know like malicious or anything like that you get me i mean he's gotcha. still technically a baby um, you know, he's, he's scared, you know, he's going to defend himself, you know, however, however he sees, and he doesn't really know how to control, how to like really use the force. Um, so I thought that was very interesting. Um, but what I find even more interesting is, I think there's another Jedi involved in this show. This season. I think,
1: yeah, um, I was actually just talking about it with Bree. Um, I definitely think that... So, we know that the real reason why they came to this planet... Why they came to this Jedi... It's Temple, I think. Yeah, Temple. Was for Baby Yoda to reach out into the Force... And to connect with another Jedi... That could possibly train him. And... We see some connection happening. You know what I mean? Like, we see the fucking blue, like... You know, Aurora aura around you know baby yoda for like 10 minutes um so clearly something's going on and i definitely think that he's made a connection and we'll probably see who he made that connection with i would probably i would say by the, like at least by the last episode of yeah this
0: i think i think personally there's something big happening at the end of the season um uh i was reading on twitter apparently there's a rumor that um a lot of or some people involved we're not allowed to see the last twenty minutes of the last episode, which leads me to believe that it's something really big. The only it's going
1: to be a Jedi. Connection. Has to be a Jedi. Thrawn I think it has to be a Jedi. No, could I don't be think Thrawn.
0: No, I don't think it's Thrawn. I think if it was Thrawn, like most people don't know who Thrawn is unless it's a die unless they're diehard Star Wars fans, they yeah. wouldn't be keeping a secret like that. If they didn't keep Ahsoka like super tight-lipped, I doubt they're going to yeah. keep Thrawn at that level. This is someone. It has to be someone yeah. on like Luke's level. I don't think it's going to be Luke. Well, what do you
1: think? What do you think? Like, What is your like prediction of what's going to happen?
0: This is where it gets muddled. There's only two Jedi Grogu could be reaching out to. Ahsoka not being one of them because Ahsoka already turned him down. Hey, but she's not really a Jedi. Yeah. So It's either Luke or Ezra. And it's already there's been a, it's already been well, established that Ezra is has disappeared, so that rules Ezra out. There's there's one more player at, at like that could be Cal. Cal Kestis, yeah. I don't think it's gonna be Cal. But I think he could that's too much introduction, and I think. But he I, could be dead. He could be dead. Um, I doubt it. I doubt they would introduce Cal just to to kill him off, like before he makes like a big. I mean, you know who else it could be. I don't think they'll do this, but there
1: is a, a tiny chance. Leia,
0: maybe I didn't think about that. I doubt no, no. I don't think so. They're I not gonna recast so. Leia. They're not gonna recast. Leia. No, they won't. That's why I
1: don't think so. But she is someone that's very force sensitive. Clearly, she's fucking
0: the daughter of. But then, but the then, how do? But then, how do you, but how do you ever, even? But, but then, how do you even do that? It's like, yeah, Leia sent me. And then it's like, well, I mean, if Leia made this connection, it should be Leia. And obviously, you know, unfortunately, it can't be. I don't think it's Leia. It's interesting to think about. At first, I don't think it's her, though. I don't think it's Cal. I don't think they're going to introduce a character. Um, I mean, that's the only Jedi that we know that are still alive. Ezra, Luke, Leia. I know, but, but by process of elimination... Ahsoka. But by process of elimination, that leaves Luke. They can't do Luke he's so old now unless they um, cast fucking Sebastian Stan. Oh uh, yeah, unless they recast him, which is a possibility if they're keeping this so tight-lipped, if the rumors are true and they're keeping this so you know, under wraps, someone like Luke's level wouldn't surprise me. Now, but I don't even like if they did recast him like and I love the Sebastian
1: Stan you know, comparisons like seeing him next to Mark Hamill and shit. I just don't know if I want them to do that. You know, I don't know if Skywalker has this like legend status to me.
0: Yeah, I don't know if I would want Luke involved in a show like The Mandalorian. But then, who's gonna train Grogu? Grogu. I know that's where things get. Unless they just make,
1: yeah, they might just make some new Jedi. You know what I mean? Like someone that. I don't think so, man. I don't think so. I don't think that. I don't think it would be so. I no. I agree with you, but I mean that's still a possibility. Like someone that was a part of the Jedi Order uh the fall of the republic and and you know kind of like stayed under wraps and stayed alive
0: during the
1: empire's
0: i was reading online i was reading online some people (laughs) some people think it's mace windu (laughs) just stupid i mean that's another possibility but I, i kind of hope he's dead dude no one no one is dead in unless you're like han solo no one stays dead in this yeah exactly like I,
1: even then though he fucking came back for the memory sequence
0: yeah yeah literally i mean yeah i mean which i don't even i don't like that, they did that. i kind of wish they they had anything yeah. for that i mean though so besides I, I really don't think it's gonna be cal he's not no, he's not big it, enough it, it
1: probably won't be cal but that would be fucking cool because I mean, the guy. um I, I mean, heard, it would be I, cool
0: for the people who have played the video games. People who don't who don't know who Cal is, they're like, at least like casual Star Wars fans. Like, like Ahsoka Tano is like sort of explainable. She has a history. Cal is literally a new character, and I don't think he's that great of a character.
1: No, I don't think so either. I mean, I like from the first game. Like, I like him, but I don't love him just yet. Yeah, you know,
0: sequels, I might. But I don't think he's that great of a character. Um Like, he's cool, but he's nothing insane. Yeah, so I was thinking, what if someone on the dark side reached out to him? What if it's Snoke? I don't see them
1: going down this new sequel route. I mean, we know... The only thing I
0: could see them doing is setting up the First Order. I mean, think about it. Think about it. We know... The first order is currently in the very early stages of being formed yeah
1: this is the rebirth of the empire we
0: know that snoke has appeared um in the comic books snoke appeared to kylo ren as sort of like as like a nice old man you know offering he, he yeah. didn't make his true intentions known is what i mean yeah i read the, the um, first couple issues to, of that comic to uh, to kylo to me, it makes sense that someone like Snoke, who I guess is actually Palpatine, um, um, would sense, you know, this Force user, sense the power and, like, sort of fear behind him, and then sort of try to, like, you know, make this connection with him. You got know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, I could see that happening. I think it would be interesting. Um... I don't know how likely it is. Uh, but I mean right now literally everything is just speculation. We know something big is going to happen at the end of season 2. It has to. Like it's it's just yeah. We have to
1: get the third and fourth seasons like set up. You know what I mean? Like we know there I mean at least the third season. Like we know there's going to be a third season. We know that season's probably going to be fucking gigantic. Yeah.
0: So they need to set up some insane shit. And if the rumors are true that they want to make this like a game of thrones show, I mean, I doubt that's a one season long thing so we could potentially see like a four like a five six season long sort of thing i mean i don't know it's there's the possibilities are endless man um but yeah bro
1: like just a fantastic episode i really loved how um i love how in the beginning of the episode when when we see like the interaction with uh with baby yoda and mando like i love how like you're kind of like watching it all giddy and shit you're like laughing you're like damn bro i love these these characters i love their connection and all of a sudden you just see like doo-doo the mandalorian logo and then (laughs) it says the tragedy and you're like wait what (laughs) yeah and then i I love that they did that you're just like holy fuck what's gonna happen the mando ship gets this gets fucked up oh dude that was actually kind of sad i was was like fuck r.i.p
0: yeah that was actually heartbreaking Um, especially because this guy fucking went through hell and back with that shit with this season yes man like how many times is it gonna break and he's gonna get it fixed and then it's just, offer nothing. I okay, am just blown the fuck up. Yeah. Um. So. That's the Mandalorian. Um. We really just wanted to talk about the last two episodes because those are like the, big episodes. Um. Yeah, probably
1: the biggest episodes of like this entire show probably for the rest of the season i would assume i don't we'll know see what i happens. Think, yeah
0: we'll see i think these next two season, these next two episodes are going to be really big too um and a lot of people
1: think which i feel like it's kind of already set up to do that is like the next two episodes are going to be like a part a part b like uh, maybe. ending maybe you know what i mean so that'll Wait. be it's gonna be it's gonna be fun it's gonna be very fun
0: um yeah definitely um that was really the meat <laughs> of what we wanted to talk about on the episode Um, I do want to talk about, you know, some, some other things that I've watched, uh, in particular one movie, uh, that I watched that I haven't seen, um, that movie being almost famous. I don't know if you've seen this movie, uh, I have not, I, I've always like been meaning to watch it. I never did. So, um, I had always like, kind of like heard about this film, obviously, um, but I, it was never really what I thought. I always thought it was a chick flick for some reason. I don't know why.
1: <laughs> it looks like one, like the poster. Yeah, I mean,
0: Kate Hudson yeah. is on literally on the poster. Um, so I was always kind of like put off by it. And then I, I learned what it was about. I'm a big fan of, of uh, rock music. Uh, uh, Rolling Stones, Bob Dylan, Beatles are they're my favorite artists of all time. Um, so when I learned what it was really about... I was like, you know what? I really have to, I really have to give this watch. Um, so the movie chronicles. Uh, is that Jason Lee? Um. Yes, it is. Wow! I love Jason Lee. Um. Billy Crudup is in it too. Yeah. He's like the main. Well, like, I need to watch this. The main ba- uh, band member, Francis McDormand's in it. So the movie um is based off of Cameron Crowe's real life camera crow actually wrote for rolling stone uh while he was a minor um he traveled with the almond brothers band he traveled with the eagles i think he traveled with led zeppelin um you know during these tours writing for the rolling stones so this film chronicles uh william miller a 15 year old high school boy who loves music rock and roll especially um, he wants to be a, a rock journalist. Um, he gets in touch with uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's character, who sort of gets him started on this journey. Who kind of he's kind of like like his mentor. Um, eventually, uh, William Miller uh, meets um, this band called Stillwater while he is going to interview Black Sabbath. Gotcha. Um whatever he he writes this short little story on stillwater eventually rolling stones um sort of like like gets a hold of this they think he's like an adult like an actual journalist and they contact him and they're like hey we want you to go on tour with them and we want you to give us like you know a, a piece about stillwater um not knowing he is a 15-year-old high school boy um william that's pretty fucking wild yeah william is like i mean i'm fucking down Problem is, well, not really the problem, but his mother, Frances McDormand, is very overprotective. She she sort of pushed her daughter, William's uh, sister, played by Zoë de Chanel, actually. Um, Oh, right. Yeah, sort of out of the house. Um, She's very, she's loving. She's very loving. She's a a good mother. She's just very overprotective and sort of like unorthodox in her ways. So William meets Kate Hudson's character um and she and Stillwater sort of begins to change his life and his outlook on things and he sort of matures and and grows, you know, uh with this band as you know they go across the country um um touring I think it was much better than I anticipated going into it. I think it's it's an incredibly beautiful film. On
1: uh, I know I know a lot of people that have this movie as their favorite movie, like uh, as like one of their favorite movies of all time, like
0: top five. You know what I mean? I would I I wouldn't say it's one of my favorite movies of all time, but I it definitely resonated very strongly with me. Um, It has probably one of my favorite scenes of all time if i had to say that. I, I don't know if i would put it like top 10 um but there's a scene uh in particular in the, in this film where you know things really hit the fan uh with the band uh the band sort of has this underlying sort of issue throughout the movie I'm not gonna go ahead and, and say what it is but um it sort of like reaches like it reaches two peaks um, when I reach a specific one, though, uh, you know, tensions are high. They're on the bus. Um, and there's a really beautiful scene where um, the band just starts singing "A Tiny Dancer by Ellen John. Mm. And um, it's during this scene, like it, it, this scene takes place like right after William uh, uh, sort of goes through a lot of problems on his own. And I think it's a really beautiful scene of, like, someone finding one's place and, uh, like, sort of being comfortable or, like, becoming more comfortable with uh, who they are and who they want to be. It's a scene that really resonated with me. Um, Once you see it, once you watch this movie, you'll know exactly what it is that I'm talking about. It happens, like, probably around, like, midway through. Um it's it's beautiful it's a beautiful movie um it's, it's definitely kate hudson's best performance kate hudson is actually really good in this she's a good actress she's a good actress she just picks a lot of really shitty roles yeah she
1: does like chick flicks and shit yeah which i mean more probably. it was like it was like matthew mcconaughey back in the day
0: yeah i mean she's in a movie matthew mcconaughey
1: yeah like remember how back in the day Matthew McConaughey like only did like chick flicks but like was a fantastic actor yeah and the, like, the Bro, fuck this I'm doing other shit yeah
0: the McConaughey's in like 2013 yeah. 2014 completely changed <clears throat> yeah. the public's perception of him um yeah. I cannot recommend this movie enough if you have an Amazon, it's on Amazon Prime Video if I was you, about to ask you that yeah it's on Amazon Prime Video uh, if you have an Amazon Prime Video um I suggest you watch this movie ASAP I think um there's a lot of themes that a lot of people can connect with, um, gotcha. sort of uh, loneliness. I think, I think identity is really, uh, or not identity, but f- like I said, finding oneself is arguably probably like the biggest theme in this. Um, the music is great. There's a lot of music in this. There's like over fifty songs in the soundtrack. I know that there's their music budget. I think was like four million, which wow. at the time, and I think even still today, that's like unheard of. Four million. I think that like normally it's around like one million <laughs> to sort of like get the okay and like to use like you know all these like you know famous songs. Um, um Billy Crudup, uh, Kate Hudson, uh, my opinions, absolutely steal the show. I don't want to spoil um anything, so I'm not gonna get too deep into it. Um, Francis McDormand is great in it. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman is great in it. In the limited uh, uh, screen time he has, I really, 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 really recommend this movie. Um, if you have Amazon Prime Video, uh, it's almost famous. Directed by Kevin Crow, definitely uh, give it a watch. I think I think it's a great film. I think it has a few, uh, not, it has a few problems. Maybe things that I would have done differently um i don't want to really say what they are because it does kind of spoil things a little bit um but definitely definitely give this watch i i, I really recommend it. this is probably my favorite movie i've seen and in, in quite some time
1: yeah i'm gonna definitely check it out man i i've uh it's always been on my on my radar you know what i mean um the poster always interested me I never knew anything about the the synopsis, but I love Jason Lee. You know, I think Kate Hudson's a good actor. Like, I always like we you know wanted to watch it, especially because like I said people always told me that it was like one of their favorite movies. So, you know, I, I definitely uh, need to check it out. Um, that was a nice little uh, review you did. Right. One thing I kind of want to I kind of want to touch on real quick. It's a little bit of news while also going into what I've watched recently, and I'm not going to go into a crazy like film analysis but i want to talk about how spider-man homecoming or or the third one that starring tom holland just started filming and um the only thing that we know at the moment that's confirmed is jamie fox will be playing electro which and
0: i don't know if you're aware but he's kind of started to like to like walk back on that now
1: no he's in the movie like it's confirmed
0: yeah but have you seen like, did you see, like, his most recent comments? He's trying to he's trying to walk back on that. I think it's bullshit. I think it's him, like, it's, like, damn, I really I think, shouldn't have I said think
1: anything. He, like, the, yeah, I think he, like, spread the news, like, way too soon, and, like, Marvel and Sony were, like, yo, like, you fucked
0: up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I still think he's definitely gonna be in the movie, but he's, like, it, like, he's trying to, like, act like he really isn't, but it's, like, super obvious that that's what he's doing. It's, like, bro, like, we all know, like.
1: Yeah, so, so... With that happening, I kind of got excited because I love the Spider-Man video. I, you know, I love the character. I love the video games, TV shows, movies. Greatest and, superhero um, of all time, in my opinion. Probably. And um, so I decided to watch the Tobey Maguire movies. I have not seen those movies in a long, long time. So they're on Stars, which I have a Amazon Prime account like linked with the Stars account. So it was like free on Amazon, I guess. You know what I mean? So I was able to watch them and really good trilogy. You know what I mean? The third one obviously doesn't, is not as good as the first two, but I feel like it ends on a pretty decent note. Um, But I I decided to watch it because there's so much rumors going around that this movie is going to have Tobey Maguire. And I'm talking about the third Spider-Man featuring Tom Holland, the Marvel Cinematic Universe Spider-Man movie Um, is going to feature Tom Holland andrew garfield and toby Maguire. that's just a rumor going around they think that spider-verse is either it's going to get set up in this movie or it's going to be all about spider uh, uh the spider-verse especially because benedict cumberbatch is coming back as dr strange and we all know that he dabbles into the multiverse all the time in the comic books and it's starting to look like he's going to do that in the films um so, that was, like, part of the reason why I started rewatching them. And, you know, I fucking love that franchise. And, uh... But, yeah, man, like, I mean... It, it, it sounds like they might be doing this. Like, there's rumors going around. Nothing's confirmed that... Alfred Molina was spotted on set of the movie. And, if, for, the, for you guys that don't know who Alfred Molina is... He played Dr. Octopus in the original Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man 2. So... Knowing that he might be in the movie, and that Jamie Foxx's Electro might be in the movie because he played Electro in in The Amazing Spider-Man 2, there's something going on here with the multiverse, man. And I saw that... I don't know if you saw this today, Steven, but like literally today, Sony Latin America, which the official account on YouTube released a video showing clips of all three Spider-Man. Spider Men, I guess you could say, and they showed some <laughs> Spider Men. <laughs> the spider, the spider guys. Um, the spider it shows. <laughs> it shows all three like, like, like the spider guys movies. Yeah, the spider guys. Uh, it shows three, the Spider like, muchachos
0: the,
1: the, the three musketeers, the three spy, <laughs> spy. I don't know. I can't think of anything. Anyways. It shows. The spider bros. Let me fucking finish. <laughs> it shows clips of all three uh, of the Spider Man, Spider Guys, Spider Muchachos, um, and it says something like, "Who is your favorite Spider Man?" And you know, whatever, it's trying to get like, I guess. Did it they really wrote. post this? Yes, and then it said, "Like you never know what could happen in the Marvel universe." Oh. Um, and then it said something like something along the lines of like Spider-Verse or something. I saw comicbook.com post it and they were like, you know, take this with a grain of salt. You know, someone might have fucked up at Sony Latin America or they just fucking posted it, like for shits and giggles. But, uh, but like, you know, this is an official Sony account posting this. And I think it either got removed or it might still be on there, but you could watch it on, on someone else's YouTube account that probably recorded it. Wow. But, um, but yeah, man, like that's happening. And then Zendaya was on Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel last night and she was asked, you know, hey, like you're on set of uh well, Spider Man three well, well
0: she was asked with Toby Maguire's name specifically mentioned which makes things a little fishier. Yeah. Because it's one thing to ask like hey you know something along the lines of like, you know, are the prior Spider Man or are the Spider Verse happening? But Toby Maguire's name was dropped by Kimmel. Which to yeah. me raises an eyebrow
1: yeah, totally. and uh, but yeah, so he asked her, you know, like is something McGuire, are the other Spider-Man gonna be in this movie? You know, she's like he's like, it's Spider-Man three, you know, three Spider-Man is I think what he said. And she said, you know, I can neither c- confirm nor deny. Now, obviously, like they're where they would most of the time say something along those lines anyways. But like they can usually just file and say, like, no, you know, we're kinda of like telling our own story. Like you know what I mean? Like
0: yeah, definitely, there's so many no. ways that you
1: can answer it. And like that answer, I'm just like, hold on, bro, like this fucking might be happening. You know what I mean? Which is exciting. It's it's I think it's a little too early for Tom Holland Spider Peter Parker's character development. But I mean, at the end of the day, man, seeing three Spider Men, especially the ones that you grew up on, all together, is gonna be that that sounds fun.
0: Personally, um, I'm a little bit more sour on this, uh, on this sort of like Spider Verse happening. Um, like you said, I think it's too early in this Peter Parker's timeline to sort of be, um, you know, introducing and, and bringing in all these other. Uh, uh, themes I would have rather characters. it happened,
1: like because I'm assuming that Spider Man Three will take place this senior year of high school. He's not even. He's
0: barely even an established hero.
1: I know. He's never even like, like been
0: to like Manhattan.
1: I know. That's why. that's why i wanted this movie to be all about manhattan and him finishing high school because the first the first movie was sophomore year the second movie was junior year you know the avengers kind of takes place around those times and then uh the last movie was going to be his senior year i was okay with them doing spider-verse for like spider-man 4 or you know after like while he's in college and he's more established you know what i mean like where we know like yo peter parker spider-man like you know, that's a that's a such a superhero. Mm-hmm. We're still like, you know, along like we're still kind of like eh, like he's not really like that superhero quite yet in the Marvel universe. Yeah, he's I, still learning. Yeah, but
0: I mean, like personally, I just want the Spider Man to have a movie where he's like sort of on his own, really exploring the character of Spider Man. Because I mean, in Homecoming, obviously Iron Man plays a huge part in Homecoming and. um, far from home far from home is more so iron man's legacy um and i was like i was a little i was a tad bit disappointed to see them sort of lean into that spider-man tapping into tony stark's legacy in that um you know i think it's kind of cool um just personally for me it's it's slightly disappointing because i think i I much prefer this spider-man being uh sort of like finding himself which i mean i guess you could kind of say he still is um I think that it gets sort of muddled uh, when you introduce two other Spider Men. Um, now there is potential for, you know, what I'm saying to be explored further. Um, I definitely one hundred percent think that that great responsibility line is given to him by Tobey Maguire one hundred percent um And then of course, and that, bro, that would be perfect. The theater's they're, gonna it, it cheer. All comes full circle. The theater's gonna cheer. People are gonna cry. You're gonna hear the
1: Danny Elfman theme. You're gonna hear the Danny Elfman
0: theme 100. Um,
1: they're gonna know how to like tug at your heartstrings, like especially yeah, the older crowd, you know. Which
0: is like, which is like is cool. I I guess. Um, but I am a little disappointed that we're not getting like, you know, Spider Man, you know, on his own. Well, as far as we know, f- yeah, as far as we know, um. You know, fending on his own uh, versus whatever villain is coming after him. You know, in his in his private and you know public life. Um, so I am a, kind of a tad bit disappointed. Um, however, I trust in Feige. Uh, I trust in the MCU to you know to do this uh, to give this sort of storyline. You know, its due diligence. Um, it's a little interesting because. I mean, I think it's obvious that they're definitely tapping into the Sinister Six if Electro and Doc Ock really are involved, because that gives us five villains.
1: Yeah, I mean, Vulture's already. We have Vulture, we have Scorpion, Scorpion,
0: Mysterio, Electro is probably still alive, and Doc Ock. Yeah, it's the Sinister Six, not the Sinister Five. So we're missing one. We're missing one. Um, Sandman. I
1: mean, like, I know which, John Cena kind of teased that Sandman for a minute.
0: No, I think it, in, in my opinion, well, Sandman, like, turns good at the end of Spider-Man 3. What's up? Sandman, like, kind of turns good at the end of Spider-Man 3. Well, I'm, uh, it could be. Oh, he's a, given, like, closure. I definitely new don't Sandman. think. A Sandman. Yeah, that'd be kind of whack. I think it's going to be a new character. No, I yeah. Think, I think it's going to be Kraven.
1: I'm fucking down for Kraven. I hope it's I, not. i hope it's for not. Him. I
0: hope it's not Kraven.
1: I love Craven. Bro. I love
0: Craven too, but I don't want him. To, I don't want his introduction to be a Sinister Six introduction.
1: Rushed or anything.
0: I want him. I want him and Spider Man to be a personal thing.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of story that you could tell with Craven and Peter Parker. Yeah,
0: I think. I think. Yeah, it's it's like a.
1: Like he's hired to kill the fucking spider. You know what I mean? Like, I mean he's <laughs> he has
0: beaten he has technically beaten Spider Man before. Like, yeah, sort of like how Bane um, has beaten Batman. Um, so it's like. It's like you know who's. It's obviously not gonna be Green Goblin. Can't it's, be Shocker. It's, it's obvious. Yeah, it's not gonna be Shocker. It's obviously not gonna be. Uh, um. Yeah, if it
1: was gonna be Green Goblin, we would have. We would have already been introduced to Norman Osborn. Yeah,
0: there, there's no way they're gonna introduce Green Goblin before they like the same movie they introduced Norman. I think they're definitely gonna gonna like use Norman as like an actual character before they even think about bringing in Green Goblin.
1: Now, would you be cool with Giancarlo uh, Esposito playing Norman Osborn? That's oh a lot hell of fan yeah! Casts. Hell he'd yeah! He'd be fucking, He'd be so fucking good. Bro. Him
0: or, or uh, Brian Cranston?
1: Yeah, Brian Cranston can do whatever the fuck he wants, and I'll be cool with it. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I think those are the two main. No, uh, or not main, but the two that are frequently, Big yeah, the ones that are frequently thrown around in fan casts. Um, yeah, I'm always cool with more uh, Giancarlo Esposito. Dude, looks like he's in everything now.
1: Dude, the boys. He's in fucking Star Wars, Mandalorian, Mandalorian. Break, Breaking Bad. Um, I mean, this guy's on a fucking roll. I mean, he's playing villains. he's
0: gonna be in Far Cry Six. Far Cry, yep. Um, so definitely. I exciting. think he was in—I think he was in an
1: episode of Westworld, if I'm not mistaken. I think so too. Um, you know, this guy's all over the place, man, and I love it. Yeah, he's a fantastic actor. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, um, I think. See, like, where I kind of get a little, like, weird about when it comes to this movie is a lot of fans have been, like, asking for Spider-Verse, especially after the success of the uh, animated uh, cartoon movie um, with Miles Morales. Um, Everybody wants to see some type of Spider-Verse established in in the films, and... I'm starting to think that people are clinging on to that idea that if it doesn't happen in Spider-Man three, they're going to be disappointed. Yep. And I really hope that if they don't do Spider-Verse and Spider-Man three, like I really hope that it's a movie that's all about Peter Parker and his fucking development into being the Spider-Man that we all love. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because he's not quite there yet. Like I said earlier, like, Right now, he's, like, on, like, sidekick status. Yeah. Pretty much. We're starting to, like, we're, we're seeing him grow. Like, we see him know, towards and, the end of, like, of Far From Home. Um, Far From Home was, like, when you really, like, the end of it was when you're, like, okay, like, you know, he's starting to become, like, what we know. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I want to see the third one, him, like, make it. You know what I mean? But, like, you can't quite do that with fucking Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield in the way.
0: Yeah. it's definitely The third one is definitely going to end with him on top of like the Empire State Building or some other really tall building or in New like York the, or the like new Avengers Tower
1: Could be the Avengers Tower which is now maybe the Baxter Building There is no I Avengers Tower anymore. I'm saying like it could be now the Baxter Building or Oscorp.
0: Ooh, maybe Oscorp. Oh, you Oscorp Oscorp mean the old Oh yeah. Awesome. Okay,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, like the old Avengers yeah. Tower. That'd be pretty cool. I'm down for Oscorp or Baxter Building. If it's not either or like I don't want it. Damn, both of but, them would be hype. Yeah, though, I mean, imagine like that's how they set up the Fantastic Four. It's like he's just like standing on the building, and all of a sudden you see a four or something. That'd be fucking insane.
0: Yeah, that would be hype. Um, I mean, I mean, listen, we can sit here and 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 talk about rumors all day. There's a shit ton of rumors. Uh, well, not a shit ton, but there's some interesting rumors coming out about Hawkeye. Um, that supposedly, uh, Hawkeye goes deaf at a certain point in the series. Really? Yeah. Um. Uh, I posted a photo on the on the back lot Instagram, a set photo of um, Haley Steinfeld and Jeremy Renner like sitting down, and then behind them is a a door with um, like writing on it, and it translates to hearing therapist. And there have been reports that Jeremy Renner has been seen filming with an earpiece. Wow. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Um, there's rumors that. Um, um, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier will actually uh contain the first mutant in the MCU. It will contain what? The first mutant in the MCU. Mmm, that would be yeah. very big. Um, there's a lot. Of th- the rumors have definitely started to uh, pick up steam about that. Um, obviously nothing is confirmed. Some people have said Wolverine. I don't think it'll be Wolverine. I think it'll be someone. No, there's on no a, way. Yeah, I think it'll be someone on a much smaller scale.
1: It'll be like a C list mutant.
0: Yeah, something like that. Um. Um, so we could talk about this all day we've gone on a little long I think I think,
1: yeah, that's, definitely.
0: A, I think that's a good time to sort of uh, uh, wrap it up uh, so that's kind of sort of uh, some of the bigger stuff uh, that's happened in maybe like the past week or so you know it being Mandalorian, the HBO news some of this the Marvel uh, Marvel news that's sort of uh, come up the last couple of days so with that, that sort of uh, wraps up uh, today's episode. Um, stay tuned; in the next couple of days, um, we're gonna have our Mank review. Uh, we'll probably talk about a few other things that we didn't talk about today that we've seen. Um, so uh, keep an eye out on that. Shortly after that, you know, we're gonna have a lot of cool you know other little episodes out you know our usual end of the year things like our favorite movies most anticipated for next year if there's even going to be movies next year um so keep an eye out on that uh coming very soon follow us on social media our youtube channel uh this should be our second video uploaded on our youtube channel if everything goes well um we definitely want to expand on that um Follow us on Twitter at Inside Backlot and on Instagram at InsideTheBacklot. A lot of cool, unique uh, stuff being posted on there every day. Literally every yeah, day. Yeah, we're posting we're posting good content. Especially on our I, Instagram I, stories. We have some cool shit going on in our Instagram stories. Um Yeah, our Instagram we it's, it's starting to blow up a little bit. I think yeah, we're doing right. a good job. Right. Um So keep an eye on there. We post all of our updates there. All of our future episodes, you know, so you never uh, missed one and uh, with that we're off so thank you guys for listening and uh, take care